I wonder if there's anyone you would especially like to meet. Do you ever think of someone you see on the television or perhaps in the movies or wherever it is, some famous person, you think, I'd like to meet them? Perhaps some famous sports star? This is somebody you would really like to meet. You feel they're something special and it would be real good to meet them. Well, this evening, I want to ask you a question. Would it really be worthwhile meeting them? And have you considered what it would be like to meet Jesus Christ I want you to think about that to consider it carefully we've been reading in the scriptures from the book of Revelation concerning Jesus Christ And how he said, surely I come quickly. And you know, when Jesus Christ comes, everyone will meet him. And that's what we're going to think about this evening. And I want to say to you, this is far more important than any dreams people may have about meeting some famous sports star or media personality politician or whatever we do tend to think don't we an invite to be introduced to the Manchester United football team that would be something special perhaps others think an invite to the garden party at government house or even down to Buckingham Palace That would be something special. But I want to say tonight, everyone will have to meet the Lord Jesus one day. And that's what I want us to think about for the next few minutes. First of all, Jesus Christ is coming. He said, surely I come quickly. So he is coming. We can't get past that. That is the clear, unmistakable meaning of the text. He is coming. This is the last message which he left the beloved Apostle John on the island of Patmos. This is the last message which he left the church, his people. Surely I come quickly. Who is Jesus Christ? It's important today that we think about that fact. It's all very well to say he's coming, but who is he? There's so many people around with so many different answers today. There's those who say, oh, he was a good man. 
He gave us a good example. He gave us a fine example. That's how you should live. He showed how to bear suffering. He showed how to bear temptation and not give in. He showed us the way, they say. That's who Jesus was. But that's not the Jesus of the Bible. That's somebody else. The Bible goes so much further. Then there are those who say that Jesus Christ was a prophet. You know, there's so many people in the world today who acknowledge Jesus Christ as a good prophet. The whole of Islam would acknowledge Jesus Christ as a good prophet. But they then deny everything he taught about his reason for coming and his reason for dying. They deny everything about his person. So it's important that we grasp who Jesus Christ is. We read in Jude, the fourth verse, about what would happen in the church. Jude was very concerned. He had been going to write about some great piece of doctrine. He says there, verse 4, For there are certain men crept in unawares who, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, this is not something recent. This has been going on for years. People have been denying the Lord Jesus. And what is the reaction of the people of God to be to this? Jude tells them in verse 3, why he wrote to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And to earnestly contend, we need to know what the faith is all about. We need to know who Jesus Christ was. We need to know why he came, why he died, why he rose again, and why he is coming back. It is never more important than today that the people of God take time to study the Bible and to learn what the Bible has to say. You cannot contend with anyone if you don't know what the Christian faith really is. And it's in the Bible that we find out who Jesus Christ was. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And in the passage here, both in chapter 1 and in chapter 22 of Revelation, he said, I am, verse 13 of chapter 22, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. What does this mean? But that Christ is from eternity unto eternity. 
Christ is the everlasting eternal son of the father. People who say they accept Jesus as a good man and who say, oh, the Bible's a good book, but refuse to accept Jesus Christ as the eternal son of the father are denying everything about Christ that is important. And we need to be ready and prepared to earnestly contend for the faith on this point. It is where those who are motivated by Satan have always sought to attack strongest and never more so than today. The visible professing mixed denominations are full of people in the ministry who deny everything about Jesus Christ that is worth holding to. So, when we say that Jesus Christ is coming again, we need to remember who Jesus is. He's not just a good man or a good prophet. He is the eternal Son of the Father. He is part of the triune Godhead. And we need to get the grips of that. And be ready to tell people that. To tell those who come round on the doorstep that. It is important. So we see who Jesus is. But we also see that he is coming. And that is a message that we need to get to grips with today. Oh, there's nearly two millenniums gone since Christ died on the cross. Since he rose up again from the tomb. He said here, surely I come quickly. Does this not suggest that it's not true? That he's not really coming quickly? There's so much time gone? No. What this means is that God is long-suffering. That God is not willing that any should perish. He is extending out the day of grace. This is a time of mercy. Do you remember when Noah was instructed to build the ark? We're told he was a preacher of righteousness unto his generation. It took him many years to build the ark. And even when the ark was built, there was an extra seven days when him and his family and all the animals were in the ark and the door was open. This is a day of grace and mercy. A day when whosoever will may come. Oh, Christian friends, we need to grasp this too. What did Christ say to his people before he ascended into heaven? Ye shall be witnesses unto me. This is the work of the people of God today. In this day of grace and mercy. To bear witness. 
unto Christ. To tell others of their need of salvation and of the claims of Jesus Christ. Who Jesus is. Why he died. And how they might be saved. We live in a world today where people do not hear the true Christian message. Unless someone goes and tells them. This is important. And the fact that Christ is coming again means that the day of grace will come to a close. When Christ comes, there will be no more time for anyone to go out and witness. There will be no more time for anyone to turn in repentance and faith unto Christ. That will be the close of the door. Christ said, surely I come quickly. He is coming. And when he comes, he will come quickly. There will not be a long time for anyone to think things over and decide, yes, Jesus really has come. As lightning he will come. There will be no time to consider or change your mind. No more time to go out and witness. Consider Jesus Christ today. And think over the fact that he is coming. Then secondly. Do you desire Jesus Christ to come? That's a bit of a a different sort of question. I wonder how often you think about that. Do you really want Jesus Christ to come? Or are you having such a good time in your life, enjoying the things of the world, that the last thing you'd want is for Jesus Christ to come again? Well, think about it. The things of this world are just for this world. You've got to leave them all behind one day. Remember, Christ said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, we do need physical provision. We do need food, shelter and clothing. But godliness with contentment is great gain. We're not to be so taken up with the things of this world that we don't want to go to heaven. That we don't want Christ to come again. We seem to have gotten things upside down somewhere along the line. When you read here, in verse 20, at the end of verse 20, the Apostle John, in response to the Lord's Word says, Amen, even so come, Lord Jesus. Oh, the Apostle John was on that barren island of Patmos. He had been put there as a punishment for preaching the Word of God. He had been put there for witnessing under Jesus Christ. The authorities had put him there to shut him up, to stop him spreading the good news. 
And he longed for the Lord Jesus to come again. He longed to be with the Lord. He had that great love in his heart for the Lord Jesus. Do you have that love in your heart for the Lord Jesus? Do you have that desire? It's important that you do. For if you are taken up with other things, you must consider, are you really a Christian? It's important. Think it over. Think about it. Don't just think about the person next to you. Don't just think about the person down the street. Think about it yourself. It's personal to you. Do you desire Christ's glory in your life? Do you desire to do the Lord's will? Or do you want to do your own will? Do you want things your own way? If you've got career decisions to make, education decisions, what should I do? Oh, you must come to the Lord and seek His will. It is important. It matters. It counts. Because if you're only living for yourself, you're only living for the things of this world. Oh dear friends, you will know nothing of the love of Christ in eternity. You will know nothing of the presence of Christ in eternity. When he comes, he won't come to take you to heaven. It's a great mistake to think that he would. Oh, put your trust in Jesus Christ alone. In Jesus Christ alone in everything. Seek to walk with him each day. Read about him in the word of God. Learn what he was like. How he dealt with situations. How he thought. How he responded. And how he loved those who were helpless. Those who were lost. Those who were in need. How he had compassion upon the multitude. Do we know anything of this? This is the Jesus Christ who is coming again. Do you really want him to come? Do you really want to be in his presence? Oh, may this motivate us to be more like Jesus here and now. Oh, that we might then desire his coming.
Christian friend. We read in Matthew chapter 24 the words of the Lord Jesus to his own people. Words which we need to take note of. Verse 42 Watch therefore for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. The Lord Jesus knew that his people might sort of think he wasn't coming for a long time. He knew there would be people who would say, Oh, the Lord's delayed is coming. We can go and do what we want. We can go and enjoy life for a few years. We can take off it and in a few years time we'll come back and seek to follow the Lord. But the Lord Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in which, in the, in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. This is a great challenge. But you think about it, how is it necessary to make it? You think of what the Lord Jesus has done for his people. Why should it be necessary for to encourage them to be ready for his coming, to watch for his coming? You would think it would follow on naturally. Oh dear friends, Twice in three verses the Lord said for to be watching, to be ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Oh, he could come at any moment of any day. Is there anything that you do that you would be embarrassed if the Lord Jesus came and you were doing that? Is there anything that you should be doing when the Lord comes that you should have gotten done when the Lord comes but you haven't? You can't get around to it. You're putting it off till next week, till next month, till next year. Friends, we do not know when the Lord Jesus is coming. He exhorted his disciples to watch, to be ready. For you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Oh, take it to heart. These are the words of the Lord Jesus. They're not my words. They're his words. If it was my words, you could ignore it. But it's the word of the Lord Jesus the Son of God, who died for his people on the cross at Calvary, who suffered all that agony. He who rose again and is coming back for his people, he says, watch, be ready. 
He's telling us people to be active. To do what they're supposed to be doing and not do the things that they shouldn't do. Oh, may you hear this tonight. And may it affect the way that you live. Remember our Lord said, By their fruits you shall know them. Oh, do you make sure that there's fruit visible in your life? And then, is there any here tonight who thinks, I wish he'd stop preaching like this. I'm not too keen on hearing about the Lord Jesus. I'm not too keen about hearing about him coming again. I'm not too keen about hearing about what's going to happen. I'd rather he preached about something else. Have you ever felt like that? Do you feel like that tonight? Be honest with yourself. The Lord knows your heart. The Lord knows what you're thinking. We read in Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and adulterers and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Dear friends, the Lord Jesus is coming again. The Lord Jesus could come again this very evening. Are you trusted in Christ alone? Or are you still on the road that leadeth unto destruction? Don't tarry. The Lord could come at any minute. The Lord could come before you get home tonight. Then your opportunity for salvation would be over. (coughs) You would have rejected the Lord Jesus for the last time. You'd have no more opportunity. You couldn't change your mind. Dear friends, it is important. It is the only thing that really matters in life. Are you for Jesus Christ or against him? Are you on the Lord's side or not? When he comes, will he take you to heaven's glory? Oh, may this influence the way you think the way you live. May you live each day in the light of the fact 
that Jesus Christ said, Surely I come quickly. May your heart be as the Apostle John. And how he responded to the Lord's word. And he said, Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. It is so important. May your heart's desire be unto Christ. Oh, if you feel a need tonight, if you feel that this world is barren and dry and can't do anything to help you, do remember the words of verse 17 of chapter 22, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. This is the free offer of the gospel. May you put your whole trust in Jesus Christ this night. Amen.